When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast with me, Russell Guyver, and only one other person with me, but it is the man I'm delighted to say, uh, my ref friend, it's Steve Ferris. Hello, Steve. Hello, Russell. Good evening, all. Yes, and we're in person. We've met, in fact, for the first time for the first For the first time face-to-face. Yep. Yes. We've been chatting away and we've been basking in the glory of what feels like a win last night in the game at Smellhurst Park. Um, which was a one-all draw in the end. What you're going to now hear from uh, from me and my various chums at the match is some audio from what happened as it unfolded, a few bits and pieces, after which I will be back with Steve. Enjoy. Right, here we go then. We're in the Sylvan Post in Forest Hill. It's match day. It's Palace. We can go top if we win. I'm sitting here with a good bunch of friends, including this man <laughs> sitting next to me with a nonchalant look on his face. <laughs> He's from Hampshire. He is Ian from Portsmouth, and sort of. He chats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he chats absolute shit. What's your view on this game? It's, it's shit, whatever it is. Go for it. What's my view on this game? Yeah, um, go on. Are we going to win it? Um, I shall let you into a little secret now. Yeah. You're too I've, pissed to care? No, no, no. I've never seen Albion win at Palace. Oh. Oh, by the way, it's Monday in the Premier League. 11 games, no wins. Just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> OK. It's, but I am hopeful for tonight. There's always a new dawn, isn't there, yes. for any scenario? Something's got to change. One day, something will change. And <laughs> One day doesn't sound like today. Yeah, and trust me, I'll be round, if it does happen, I'll be round my neighbours <laughs> later on. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is the Palace fan After, in your Hampshire neighbourhood yeah, you've exactly, discovered yeah, exactly, recently. Out. It's yes, been going under the radar, isn't yesterday it? Yesterday I found out one of my neighbours is a Palace season ticket holder. 
I'm not, I wasn't happy with him. <laughs> you've, you've known him for years, you've never known. That no. tells you all you need to know about Palace fans. <laughs> yeah. they, like to, they like to keep it quiet. Yes, he did, he kept it very quiet. There's a very good reason for he that. Yeah. So, any, any score predictions, Quinny? Just, just by, the, by one goal. Okay, that's we'll, we'll, We will win by one oh, goal. Oh, we'll win by one goal. Okay, we will win by one goal. Right, we're going over to the ph- philosopher, the doctor, dare I say it, the professor. That is Andy. Andy. Real Madrid, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Real Madrid, we're coming for you. And it's that sort of technical analysis, which is why I love you so much, Andy. I think you've nailed it, to be fair. Yeah. He's, stopped, he's stopped supporting Real Madrid now. He's started supporting Man United. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Sorry, Juventus. Corny, we're in the Sylvan Post. It's about 6.30 or something like that. Uh, we've got about an hour and a half until it all kicks off. Are we going to win this game? Or are we going to go top? Definitely. Yes! Definitely. Youth. Definitely. Yeah. By what, I don't know, but we're definitely going to win tonight. I said one all on, on a previous podcast, but I've completely upgraded that to a 3-2 win or a 4-2 win. Would you go along with that? Not that many goals. 1-0, no? maybe 2-1 at a push. Palace seem to be pretty good defending at home this season, so 1-0. <laughs> I was going to say, have you seen that score three weeks <laughs> Well, exactly, exactly. And, and making his debut, my good friend Alan. Alan, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Your first time on the show. You've been a long-term listener. Yep. Now you can listen to yourself talking. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully, absolute crap about the Albion. <laughs> that w- we'll be happy with that. What do you think about, first of all, the Albion in general, and secondly, about the game today? Well, I think um, I was really nervous on the way up here, but after a few beers, I'm starting to feel a little more relaxed. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah, it's it? fantastic, so I'm pretty <laughs> good. I think tonight, um, if we keep everybody on the pitch, that's very important. We're looking we at you, Duncan Duffy. I've, 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 got, I've got a feeling 2-0, and I reckon uh, Dun- Dunkey might get a, get one of the goals. Yeah. I'm not sure about the other one, but I think Dunkey might, might get a one. So, uh, and uh, the added bonus for us going top is just absolutely fantastic. The only thing I'm worried about is obviously uh, Nemesis, who is uh, Mr. Zaha. Yeah. I think probably yesterday morning he woke up... Uh, and uh, was quite uh, energised yesterday, realising what he could actually do to us today. So uh, let's see what will happen. Yeah, it's a flip side psychology, isn't it? It's this thing of not what they can do for themselves, but what they can do against us. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. where the rivalry thing comes in. And unfortunately, Zaha does feel the rivalry. And he does understand. He understands the rivalry. Even though he's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but but nonetheless, yeah, I mean, it's, it's on high stakes, isn't it? And it's on small details. Yeah. As you know, you know, decisions from referees, is something a yellow or a red? Is something a penalty or not? Small small numbers can make a difference. And what's brilliant about it is I was working out that if we, if we win tonight and we somehow beat Arsenal, then uh, we're going to have the international break at the top of the table, which will be a lovely, a lovely thing for two or three weeks to be able to look at the table every day, maybe four or five times per day. Yeah. To so let's, let's hope. So Absol- Absolutely. Yeah, cheers. Absolutely. And we should explain that um, since we were last on air, Chelsea have lost at home to Man City, which benefited us. Man United lost at home to Villa, which is just funny in general. And... Uh, 
Liverpool failed to beat Brentford. Those three results mean we can go top tonight if we win. Whatever happens, either way around, we're not going to finish top. We're probably almost certainly not going to finish in the top four. But we can enjoy it while it lasts, can't we? For, for me, the biggest thing is, if we win tonight, actually the biggest thing for me is we'll be 10 points out of Palace. That has more long-lasting connotations that, for me. That, and that is a lot of points, actually, even yeah. at this time of the season, mm. to, for them to crawl back yeah. in, with the way we're playing. I, I can't see us for the rest of the season going through a patch where we're going to capitulate yeah. so much. I mean, we are going to lose matches, we are going to have a bad run, yeah. not to the extent where we're going to start yeah. shedding three, four, five losses. No, exactly. And Palace winning them back, I just can't see it. Exactly. So, I had, I had all the others on before. I haven't had you on before, so I'm going to extend the conversation with you a little bit more just to talk about the Albion in general. I mean, uh, what's your general take on the Albion in the last few years? How have you seen the development going? Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I feel so proud to be an Albion supporter. Um, having said that, when you speak to people outside the Albion, they don't really know what's going on, but we, we know ourselves, and that's the main thing. I mean, the old saying, teams like Brighton. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you have to put up with the pundits on the radio, which is my pet hate. But, Danny Mills, Paul uh, Merson, they're, they're, they're so popular with Albion fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, think, I think I said on their WhatsApp group, I think the day when the uh, pundits actually acknowledge that we're actually doing quite well is probably the day when they say the Premier League this season is the weakest it's been for some time, even though at the moment they're saying it's the strongest it is. Because he said, I'm so surprised. But that's, 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 uh, that's what it's like being And then I asked him on the Sunday morning, I was like, how's the... When you look back to... I remember watching the weekend... Might be this weekend, last weekend, watching uh, highlights of the EFL, Gilliam game. I was remembering when we were playing at Gilliam. And we had 46 away games that season. 23 of them were actual away games. 23 were a very convoluted journey to Gilliam. And we had two and a half to 3,000 at some of those games. That's phenomenal support. That shows the... the the pure drive from Albion fans for success. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been watching, reading uh, a lot of stuff on Twitter, and people have been talking about the 20 year anniversary of the Hereford game, and people saying they were there or whatever. Actually, I remember where I was because I was uh, I went with my wife and kids to Sheffield Park to the railway. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I went there because I knew it was an important game, but for some reason, you know, we had to go for the, the family day out. But actually, when we got got there, I parked the car and I said, "Can you please go on the trains? I've got to listen to this on the radio." And, <laughs> and I should listen to the whole commentary on the radio while they went on the steam train. <laughs> so, I've yeah. spent time in London pre-internet days trying to tune in on my ghetto blaster to Southern's commentary on the game, and you could just about pick it up in a really tiny, almost ridiculously crackly, obscure slight mode and you could just about hear what was going on you know now it's winning nilly i can watch the women's games the under 23 games live on tv now and back then you couldn't even hear the commentary for the albion unless you lived in sussex uh, yeah yeah we moved i mean that's that's partly a, a general advancement and i think also you can kind of watch some of the old games on youtube which i think is really fantastic yeah absolutely just to quickly have a word um, Alan, with your background, just to quickly talk about it, only a small amount. Uh, yeah, to talk yeah, too no, much. I think, I, think uh, I mean, I actually live in Surrey now, but I did, I was uh, born and brought up in Eastbourne. And I think my first game actually was uh, the uh, Blackpool game in 
1978 or 77 when we, the year we, we were actually, before we were promoted. Blackpool? Yeah, Blackpool. I went out actually with some uh, Arsenal supporters who yeah. were friends of mine uh, and uh, they said, oh, come, come over to Brighton, there's a big game on going on, so <laughs> caught the train and went over there. So that was the first game I went to. Um, but I think I think the first Palace game I went to was actually probably I think 1980 uh, when we were in the first division. And I remember I remember us actually playing. Uh, remember the uh, Jerry Francis playing. Yeah. And I think we were, I, I was standing in the North Stand. I remember these, uh, Jerry Francis. Yeah, Fatty what a Francis. Fatty Francis with his uh, hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. That's yeah, so many years ago now. It's amazing. But you can kind of remember those little, little snippets of memories. Yeah. you have from, from games well actually I, I actually stopped going in 1986 when Chris Catlin uh, was sacked I was really unhappy about that so I stopped at that point going uh, and then I met my wife and had children and moved, moved, moved out of town and yeah. I lost touch for a while so it's only really recently well I've been following Albion from afar but recently I've got a season ticket and actually now I'm actually obsessed by it I can't yeah. get enough of the album. It's funny how the you last, can channel last, in that obsession, isn't it? The last it? couple of years, it's just been, I've been totally absorbed by it. Yeah. Because of social media and stuff like that now, you're not just relying on getting hold of the evening Argus yeah. and, a few, and something on Meridian or whatever it was, Fred Dinage or... It's a different dynamic, isn't it? On television now, it's you can follow it by so Wait, many... Where's, where's your season ticket? Where, where are you? Um, West... West Lower. West Lower? Okay. Yeah, so I could throw see. stuff at you from above. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's quite good because I'm kind of... Well, I'm just going to stand there and have a chat at the time. Well, not, not now with the COVID, but before when they used to come down. Uh, the old game. I always just try and go in the area. Uh, just by where the press, press box is. So sometimes you can get a chat to some of the journalists. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. And just briefly, what we're talking about, Albion history. Happiest memories? What are your two or three uh, most really, favourite memories? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, going out to Liverpool to see uh, CS win Liverpool. Not the cup match, but the league match. And not the cup. Probably the semi-final, actually more than the cup final. It was just fantastic. And there's loads of little memories that you can remember. I, I, I used to love watching Frank Worthington play. He was just yeah. such a brilliant player. And, uh, and we, and we could go top of win tonight, but where, where realistically do you think we can finish this season? Top half? I think I think we may actually fulfil our ambition of uh, yeah top half, top ten to top this year. Yeah. Really playing, unless we have some really bad injuries. Uh, obviously, I think. Keeping all the pursuing of it's more important. Yeah. January's going to be the next thing. I don't think we'll sell him in January. No, I just hope, we, I just really hope that we're able to secure him on some kind of a contract. Because we know we're going to, at some point it's going to go, but it will be a real shame if we get to this situation where, because uh, you don't know what his agent's like, because he may come across as being all very kind of relaxed and friendly, but at the end of the day, he's got to be a bit tough. Stuff agent is uh, behind the scenes. Uh, That's talking, true. Talking to the club, you just don't know what's going on, really. And, uh, yeah. So I just really don't want a situation where you know we've got some bad feeling starts to yeah. come about true. when we start running against yeah. contracts uh, and some big clubs are sniffing around and, and, the, and the media just. So unfortunately, the media will just uh, Sham- shambolic as hell. Yeah, yeah. It, they're just so shameful. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got to say, I'm not. Sure, it's, it's doubtful if he's starting tonight. 
or not. We have, as we're recording this, we don't know what the team news is. But if he is playing, I've got this weird hunch he's going to score not one but two goals tonight <laughs> in, in a 4 2 or a 3 2 win. That will be, oh, that will be just so funny. Because, well, I'm just, I just can't believe that. <laughs> it's I mean, an outrageous I'm assertion. Oh, I just really I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah, I just really hope. Uh, I mean, Palace must hate it at the moment. I'm surprised, to be fair to Palace, before, before the beginning of the season, before they got their manager, we knew they were going to survive really And it was, they were, the time was ticking, I thought, oh my God, it's going to be disastrous. So actually, they have actually managed to kind of get things together. Yeah. So, uh, I think we need to go into I couldn't bring myself to say it straight away. But I think, I've got a feeling the trouble is, I know that these words are just going to bite you back, but I don't think Vieira tactically is going to be really work out how to. Yeah. He's not going to outsmart Grant Potter or that. He's not bad, he might get better over time, but he's he's not the finished article, is he, Vieira? No. Whereas I think uh, Roy, Hodgson Roy Hodgson seemed to know what he needed to do yeah. to stifle us a Grand yeah. Potter side. Uh, yeah. Okay, I know we had a lot of chances with quite a number of shots and goals, but nevertheless we, we lost and we drew. So. But I've got a feeling maybe Vieira might set up, he might, he might go a little bit more open, which yeah. he might suit us a little bit. So. Vieira's paid a lot of respect to us, hasn't he? Saying yeah. good team, very good, close, close control, players getting close to each other, lots of good passing. All that stuff, lots, lots of compliments. Yeah. Uh, is that worry? Do you think that there's being told there? I think, I think that's the different nature of the person. Really. Yeah. I think, that, yeah. I think they, all, they all they all like that. I mean, there's not that many managers who are going to be complimentary. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people like Ferguson never seem to want to say. Ferguson yeah. yeah. never wanted to say anything good about the opposition at all, particularly <laughs> when they were a threat. So, uh, well, I've given my predictions on the game. So have a few of the others. What do you reckon today? What's, what's the score going to well, be? I think it's, uh, I'll put down 2-0 to the Albion. 2-0? Yeah. That's the final, the final word, 2-0. Yeah, I, I love I, it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to score against us. Well, you know what this means, don't you? If we win, <laughs> we're going top. If we win, we're going top yeah. of the league. We're going to be the best team in the country for at least five days. And I'll tell you what's really good about it, because actually the people, I, I speak to a lot of people who work, I work in international companies, I speak to a lot of people who work, and they do follow the Premier League. Yeah. And uh, when they're able to look at the table, they look at the top half, they look at the top. And to see Brighton at the top is just fantastic. <laughs> Because you know, when you're down the bottom, they don't, they don't notice you. But when you're at the top, they can't, they can't ignore you. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just can't wait for this game. I, who knows what's going to happen? But if we win it, it's going to be amazing, isn't it? It's going to be amazing. Well, we might see you in the ground. I don't know where your seat is. We might catch up with you later. But either way round, thank you very much for joining us for your first time. You're welcome. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. We'll have you back on, definitely. definitely. I'll look out for your pink shirt. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure, I'm sure I know where it is because all the palace people will probably take their pictures. Yeah, I wore it on purpose. I'm wearing a pink polo shirt. In case everyone's wondering, and I'm very close to the home end, so I'm going to be milking that for all it's worth. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Right, here we go. Yes. 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 Yes.
Here we go, we're on the way out here. Are you feeling good? Yeah. Are you feeling good? Oh, <laughs> I always feel good when I'm coming. <laughs> so when I leave, that's the problem. That's the problem. 28. You're going to the bog. Here we are. We're following them. Right. I'm what? going to the bog. Right, follow Russell, we'll meet you there. Where's the bog? Where are we going? Where's You're all going to the seats for them. Where's oh, Alan? Yeah. Alan! Right. Alan! Yeah. Alan! 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 Right, OK, let's go. We'll see you in the seats. Oh, here we go. Hey, oh, hey, say, hey, see, make up those got fifty. Look that paddy rat They gave me hassle over the pink top. Oh, it's, it's almost like I knew that was going to happen. I gave them the finger. I think they got the idea. Duncan, are we going to win this? Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs>
time at Smellhurst and they've gone into the league right on half time bloody Zaha with a penalty baiting the fans as he did so as well absolute nightmare it probably was a penalty um, we've been poor this game we've got to turn it around in the second half fingers crossed
we go there was match day from yesterday monday night down at smellhurst now here we are on tuesday sitting in the pub with some nice background music back in the gladstone steve you're in the gladstone for the first time aren't you how are you finding it it's a proper pub it's great isn't it it is recommendations on beer from the from the landlord knew me when i came in which is a bit weird but <laughs> I'll, I'll learn to live with oh it. you're with him are you that's what he said yeah Yes, I'm afraid my reputation goes before me, I think. Yeah. Now, Gaurav, the landlord, it's, it's great, it's brilliant. And it's great to see you in, in the flesh, to meet you as well. Likewise. And we've done a number of Zoom meetings and exchanged stuff on social media. But here we are, for once, having a beer in the pub together, and it's great. And it's off the back of last night, where we snatched uh, draw from the uh, jaws of defeat, which I think we, don't, we didn't deserve necessarily. You might argue, I think, in a moment, Steve, that perhaps it wasn't so much of a clear-cut matter as that though. Well for me I thought we did a palace on palace. Yes, it was great wasn't it? <laughs> it was, we've, did we play well? No, I think we missed Basuma in that driving midfield area hmm. where he controls everything. Did Palace control a lot? They did but they didn't do a lot with it hmm. you know, and it felt like the win because of when we scored, yeah. when they were celebrating the win. And it just, it was brilliant to see Zahar throw his toys out the pram. Wasn't it? Oh, wasn't it just? Oh, <laughs> and it constantly been a thorn in our side. Yeah. So to see him lose the plot was joys to behold for me. Yeah. Oh, the beauty of that, apart, apart from everything you just said, was the fact that Guaito had had someone going fairly hard on him. He then made a meal of it. He was rolling about, wasting as much time as he could. Eventually, he got up and was forced to take that goal kick and he failed to do anything decent with it. He needed to play it wider, further, anything, or even a short ball to somebody, but to kick it he not particularly it, far into uh, He an kicked it play. into play. Mm. Whereas, yeah. you know, you're always, you know, even at the young age, told to, at that stage of the game, kick it out wide, kick it, even if you kick it out of play, yeah, you it takes time to restart. Yeah, you could do a rugby union type of thing, yeah. couldn't you? And that's but, but I think what went almost unnoticed was Veltman's cushion pass oh it was delightful wasn't it back into into Mope yeah and the defender just watching going shall I head it shall I head it oh bugger I haven't headed it and it's bounced into his path <laughs> and 
as we said earlier, Mope is a striker that thrives on on sort of good luck and everything, and and he looked like a man in form because the yep. way he struck it, you know, on the bounce, cushioned over. Yeah, Gaeta's head. Yes, he was running backwards, so they always say it's difficult to jump high. But yes, he was never right. going to get it in a million years. Last season, I think he would have snatched at the chance. But you know that was his fourth goal of the season. Yeah, and he's loving it, and it showed by his you know post-match interviews with TRME when they both started speaking French to each other as well. <laughs> yeah. That was great, actually. It was really good, wasn't it? Because Morpé is obviously in awe of Henri as a player, and he was a great player. Um, there was a, it was a, quite a charming interview. You could, you could see what a nice guy he is in general terms. But that comes off the back of, shortly beforehand, seeing what a shithouse he is on the pitch. Because, obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm pretty sure you all do by now, Zaha scored with a penalty from what was probably the right decision I think we can, we can agree uh, and I'll, I'll, and I'll say as a referee no problems with that yeah. being given as a penalty Trossard got suckered into yeah. Yeah. and Gallagher didn't need much of an invitation to go down but he was pushed down yeah. and he'd already just been pushed by Kukurea a little yeah. bit wasn't it not yes. enough for a penalty but enough to put him but that was enough that was the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back exactly and so it's the right decision and Zaha we were saying off air before it was interesting because he was completely concentrated on it fair play to him he, he blanks out the notion of score against the rivals he's just concentrating on the penalty you could see him almost glazing over the concentration then sure enough as we were saying he doesn't take enough penalties probably but when he does take them he buries them and he buried this one no no qualms about that and he briefly went towards the family stand and then re- remembered oh yeah that's it I'm going to wind up the Brighton fans I forgot about that bit and then he curved over came right the way along the, the away stand and milked it tongue out hands to his ears just basically baiting us as much as he could. Got a good reception from us, of course, you know, as you can imagine. As one would hope. Yeah. And and it was just right for comeuppance, which was the name of the game here, because obviously Morpé, the, the ultimate shithouse... Oh, he's then, the king of shithousing. He was the perfect man in this lead role, wasn't he, of this, of this farce at the end, where we, we score that goal, and he just goes straight over to the family stand that we're giving a load of shit, and people might go, oh, you're having a go at the family stand, what's that all about? Yeah, he did that before. He did it this time. They give some shit out. Those guys. Let's yeah. let's be. I mean, there's two ways not about much it. family loving in that no, stand. There shall isn't. We say. There isn't. As as you will see from any of the video footage, variously available. There's a lot of um, well, the c word was used a few times. I'm not sure that's appropriate with children around. But anyway, there we go. Uh, apologies for any swear words you've heard in the clips uh, just a few minutes ago. By the way. But anyway, um, yeah. He so he cupped his hands to the family stand. He's loving it. Then he comes to the, uh, to the way end, and then it's pretty much the end of the game, barring a few seconds. And then Zaha is offended by the fact that, um, that Morpé has done what he did. Apparently it's not acceptable for him to do the same thing. Morpé disagreed, you could tell. What words were exchanged, we don't know. Morpé uh, was uh, interviewed think, after. I think Morpé alluded that they may have had a few <laughs> choice words with each other. <clears throat> I mean, Zaha is one of these players that uh, we were saying off air earlier. I love the fact he is Palace through and through and hates us with a passion. Yeah, love I it. I embrace it. You know, as we hate him with mm. a passion. So get that completely. Mm. But if you want to dish it out, you've got to take it. And throwing your toys out the pram at the end because your own goalkeeper's screwed up because yeah. he hasn't kicked it into touch. Yeah. That he's kept the ball alive. Yeah. Taking your shirt off in a petulant manner. 
and then storming off. off the field of play is excellent. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. You know, the waterworks were afoot. It they was were. brilliant. And I think on my Twitter feed, they were saying someone it took them ages to get home because there was flooding in Croydon because of Zaha's <laughs> tears. <laughs> you could believe it as well. I mean, the BBC report, I've just had a look at this earlier on, and it's brilliant, actually. It sums it up perfectly. It says, Brighton players and Crystal Palace fans um, goaded each other in the tunnel area following a dramatic and fiery um, end to their Premier League game at Sellers Park. Seagull striker Neil Morpé scored the 85th minute equaliser, etc, etc. Both sets of players then got into an argument in the, at the, as the final whistle went, which was he on did, the pitch. Yeah. And there was a couple of bookings in there. I think Sanchez got booked there and somebody else from Palace at that point. I mean, Sanchez would have loved the booking, to be fair. Yeah, yeah you know, because definitely. I think, and it's, it's strange for somebody who's not a Brighton born and bred, as yeah. he's not. We know he's yeah. Spanish. But I think he got what the rivalry was yesterday and I will not call it that letter and numbers that Sky want to call it <laughs> the alphanumeric borrocks yeah. as we might call it yeah. and as it showed when at the end of it so he got his card fine then in that tunnel in the corner yeah Palace fans were going him and it was gesticulating to say well come on then <laughs> yeah. give, give it a go and then sarcastically applauded them yeah. as well and right. then it reminds me of you know, when you wanted to take out and you know, have a go at Michel Kuypers. Yeah. It's like, he's a Dutch Marine. Yeah. You know, do you really want to do that? No. And, <laughs> and, and that's the same you get with Big Bob. It's just like, just leave him be. You know, yeah. don't take him on because yeah. it, it won't be good. Yeah, it was glorious. And in fact, you could say, uh, I was listening to the Albion Raw, Jim Daly, the, who's the presenter of the Five Year Plan podcast, Palace One, was a guest on there. And he was talking about how he, just like AD, are completely fed up with having to explain the rivalry to everyone. But, in fact, well, one of the key factors in that, of course, is the venables Mullery thing. And there's there's shades of that with this tunnel incident, isn't there? There is. You know, interaction between members of staff and fans of, of Palace. Members of staff, Brighton, fans of Palace. There's a, there's a parallel. Yeah, and it's the same like with Poogate, isn't it? With the, <laughs> yeah. with the coach driver. Mm. But actually, and it's strange, and we haven't spoken about this off air, I'm looking forward to another podcast on the Thursday, which is The Price of Football with Kieran and Kevin Hunter Day. Now, we know Kevin Hunter Day will not spend any time talking about how how much he loves Brian and will always get the digs in, whereas Kieran never rises to it. I know, it's brilliant, isn't it? It is. (laughs) And it'll be interesting to see the dynamics on their podcast this Thursday because obviously they were talking about it pre-game on the Monday podcast because they record it on the Sunday and so I'm just looking forward to Kevin Hunter Day and how gutted he will be yeah absolutely and the beauty of this I mean we talk about late equalisers and one-all draws and we went into this game hoping and thinking possibly we might get three points and go top of the table for the first time in our history. Yep. And that would have been brilliant. And of course, Palace have stopped us doing that by drawing with us. But that's not the way it's come across. No Palace fans. And I was in amongst them on the way back to um, Norwood Junction. Um, I'd, I'd gone my own way and I was listening in. There was not really any great sense of jubilation that the fact they've stopped us going top. No one mentioned it that I could hear. 
but they were all, I think, muted slash gutted about what had happened. I mean, so even though we didn't get what we wanted, we got something from nothing just at the end, and I mean, that strikes a blow, doesn't it? It does, and I think, for me, you come out of that game, it was one all, as we know. Palace would have felt like it was a defeat, yeah. and we felt like it was a win. Mm. Um, Certainly in the away end, it felt like oh, a win. No, without a shadow of a doubt, and <laughs> oh, the noise from the after weight yeah. was brilliant. You know, so Palace have gone away. They've snatched a draw from from a win. Yeah, you know, and we've we've done as I said earlier, we've done a Palace on Palace as they did with us at the Amex Love tail end of last season. Mm. Yeah, you know, and that's what football's about. That's, I mean, yeah. I hate these games with a passion because I hate us losing. Yeah, and you didn't go to the game. In fact, on this basis, it's too. Unbearable, isn't it? Too unbearable for me. And I've been to enough of them, and we have a poor record against them. Yeah, we've had a few draws at Selhurst. That's probably the majority of score, isn't it? Actually, there. However, there always seems to be a tinge of disappointment when that happens. No, no. I mean, in the early eighties, we had a brilliant record against them. Hmm. You know, in that their team of the (laughs) eighties. You know, we did really well. You know, Hmm. constantly. Typically 1-3-1. One, one. Last time I checked, Liverpool was the team of the 80s. Just, just saying. <laughs> no, they were the self-confessed team of the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. And, and the balance has swung in terms of who's got the better of who. And there is an issue with this. Get, turning up and really getting what we deserve in matches or really turning up for the occasion. But the main thing is we still hold a two-game winning margin over them. Mm. So we do have the better record and that will, that will gut a lot of them. And I'm sure you'll agree, Steve, we've not had our fair share of luck in the very recent games. Last season was ludicrous. And this is just the first stage of payback, isn't it, really? I mean, you look at the, the game at the Amex last season, this was, in a sense, there was a sen- there was an element of that, wasn't there? This last-minute goal yep. causing a sting, completely undeserved, or, as you say, maybe not so undeserved, but nonetheless, one that they will feel was undeserved, which is the key thing. Yeah, so I they mean- will feel... I mean, I think if, if I take my bright glasses off yeah. and watch watch the game, one all was a fair result. Okay. You know, yeah. because yeah. neither team did too much. Mm. I mean, could have been different if I had scored that guilt-edge chance. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. Um, but no one, the keepers weren't really troubled <laughs> on it. No, it was was a, there wasn't a great deal of chances, so were there? No, it yeah. was, a, yeah. it, it was <laughs> right. very much a game that could have gone either way yeah didn't and it ended up with a one all draw but we'll take away from it 95th minute I think there was six seconds left on the the clock when Mope cushioned that ball over Gaeta whose flailing dive made it even better <laughs> absolute absolute bedlam when we scored I have to say and it's raining very heavily yeah. sort of here anyway I have to say that was a sublime moment and the celebrations it was like we just won the cup or something we went that mad I mean it was it reminded me of when you say the word bedlam when we scored the second goal at QPR yes yeah yeah. yeah. when Pocket nearly scored yeah yeah. And there's absolute bedlam in the away end. And that's what it was. Yeah. And it, it, it's for those moments, whether you're there or not, it's for those moments that we've got to love it, you know. You get something out of nothing. And whether we deserved it or not, we, we've stung them. We've, we've caused them pain. We, we've hurt them yeah. for the first time in a long while. Yeah, exactly. 
And that's the first of many, Palace. There's more where that came from. This yes. is really raining heavily, isn't it, it Steve? Is. We are luckily under we're a... Under um, yeah. we're, we're under some kind of cover yeah. here. <laughs> it's, it's pretty heavy. Anyway, just going back to the BBC report. So it's going, Brighton supporters broke through the advertising hoardings to celebrate um, their last-minute equaliser and a blue flare went, went out onto the pitch. I was very close to where that was. All sorts of stuff was being thrown, toilet rolls and all sorts. It was old school, really. Um, the goal going in at that time, there's emotion and passion, which is you'd expect, said Graham Potter, I think. Um, and so, very articulate. Yes, yeah. And more pay, I mean, you would have heard this on the TV interview, but it was saying things like, um, football is nothing without fans and some involvement with players. Uh, the atmosphere was really tough. And when I, when I scored, I looked at Zaha and smiled at him because when he scored his penalty and he celebrated and gave, us, uh, gave some to our fans, I won't say what he said, but what he said, um, he, sorry, I won't say what he said, but you know how it is on the pitch with players sometimes. You give banter on the pitch sometimes, and it was the perfect time to give him something. So he's really straight up, isn't he? It's brilliant. And it was quite a sincere interview. Even also when he was being interviewed, he was talking about um, his lack of confidence last year, which was plain to see. But it was good to hear, he was very candid. Yeah, he was, I think, like a typical Frenchman, he's very honest with himself, you know, and he thrives on being loved, being liked, Yeah, you know, and he's a confidence player, Yeah, you know, as I guess a lot of strikers are, and I think last season, if that chance had, if he was in the form that he was last season, he would have snatched at the chance yeah. last night, and it would have tamely kicked it back to Gaeta or it would have gone wide it yeah. wouldn't have been a sublime lob and finished with a plomb as he did yeah exactly exactly but it was and that's great just to quickly summarise the, the team by the way was Sanchez in goal we had Duffy Duncan Byrne as the centre backs with Veltman Wright and Kukureya on the left of what was effectively a wing back slash wide midfield role Grosch and Lalana in midfield and then we had Trossard, Morpé and Welbeck further forward a couple of things to mention I, I thought we were we lost the midfield didn't we uh, really in this game most of the way yeah no we did lose the midfield I think that's where we with with Bissouma he gives us that steal in midfield I mean the chase down for the second goal against Watford was epitomised what he can give us as a as a team and you've seen in all the games that he has has played is he, he is our midfield general he's got pace he's got energy yeah. and he will get stuck in which is what caused him the injury that he got against yeah well back unfortunately he had a hamstring injury so he, he went off um, rather confusingly Byrne came off at half time Alzate came on but Alzate was then injured 20 minutes later to be replaced by Moda who I think should have started the game and it was all a bit bizarre um, also uh, Welbeck of course was injured he was replaced by Connolly on 76 minutes so so yeah a lot of mad stuff not quite the team I would have expected but no I think and sometimes that's where you know Potter will always confuse us with his substitutions oh yeah <laughs> so you know I'm like you I think Moda should get more of an opportunity yeah <laughs> we're suddenly getting rained on it the rain has taken a new twist at an angle. This is time for me to put my hat on. 
<laughs> to protect myself from the rain. Uh, we'll probably round off in a minute because we've been joined by a load of people in the balcony terrace here, so it's going to get a bit noisy. So we'll probably round it off there. But ultimately, just to sum up, uh, in the end, it's a decent result, isn't it? We're still sixth. We didn't go up at all, but we're still only one point off top. One point off top with, I mean, and if you'd have said to that at the beginning of the season after six games, yeah. Where would we be? We wouldn't be where we are today. Would we have got that point last season, for no. example? Even this, this one point. Well, as, we, we, as we said off air, we, we've got, there's more steeliness about us. We'd have lost the Burnley game. Yeah. You know, we'd have lost the Leicester game. We wouldn't have won Burnley. We might have got a draw. We wouldn't yeah. have won that. But yeah. we probably wouldn't have won at Brentford. You know, we are getting points out of games historically over the last few seasons we would not have got. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key difference. Yeah. So we're a third of the way there already. And I think it's still onwards and upwards, isn't it? Brilliant, brilliant. Indeed it is, onwards and upwards. So we'll round off in the usual style. Now, Steve, you're going to get this right this time. <laughs> You've got a track record for not quite getting this. but Do you, do you remember it? Yeah, so you do the first bit, then. Stand or fall. Up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.